come on, give it a show, the show. Welcome to the podcast, bro. You know, in the last 24 hour period, bro, we had like over 8,500 plays throughout the world. Uh, we're talking about places like, uh, well, should we go into the, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't really go into all the countries because, uh, you know, kind of boring. <laughs> you know, well, there's Ghana, there's Ireland, there's Canada, Netherlands, United Kingdom, Bangladesh, Germany, Belgium. I'm reading the list from the stats. Uh, Australia, Japan, France, Brazil, Portugal. We get Portuguese, but real Portuguese. Uh, South Africa. Not to say the Portuguese over here is not real. I'm just saying they're in Portugal. Okay, South Africa, Italy, Poland, Romania, Slovakia, Spain, Peru, Israel, Aust- Austria, oh, Russia. Yeah, we get Russians listening, bro. Yeah, they're online. All over the place. Vietnam, Philippines. Oh, Filipinos. Hey, hey, that's my favorite. Yeah, hey, we're we gonna talk about that on, on one of these podcasts. Switzerland, Thailand, Egypt, Botswana, and Syria. And uh for the for the people that are keeping track, our uh demographics are 23 to dead. And <laughs> males is uh 79%, females 20%. Thank you, girls. The ladies are finding out. You know, I don't know why, but every time ladies find out like what I doing. They're right there. They always, they always come. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm so grateful. I just, I'm just telling you, my life has been full of women. Like this, you know, and and like I was telling you on the other podcast, right? I was telling you guys on the other podcast what you, you know, what what you what you keep in your your desire and and whatever and all of that is what happens in your life, right? And to me, it was entertainment because. You know, when I seen when I seen Frank Sinatra, I seen all these, and I seen the chicks. They were screaming, and they, you know, and well, I never had chicks scream for me. So, well, not like that. Not 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 in not not on a stage. But there was a time. There was a time. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we want to say mahalo first. Finish the gratitude. Okay. Finish the gratitude. Mahalo. Thank you for joining the podcast. But there was a time, right, that this girl was watching me, and uh, we'll never forget this. This this was on the this is on the road show, so we uh, the junior Kegoweva I can't even say my last name right now the junior Kegoweva junior road show right so so this was this was like um, I want to say like uh, maybe a couple years before we quit and uh, we quit because we were forced to we lost that business it was a wedding and party business we lost the business and we saw other guys lose their business too um, this one guy we saw lose his business right. And and I gotta say I was I I did not feel sorry for the guy, okay? Cause when we hired the guy, he charged us. He overcharged us. First of all, he overcharged us, and we didn't have a choice. We had you know, uh, we we had to go with him. Uh, you know, something happened with our uh, schedule conflict with our sound man, and we had to hire him, right? 
And he brought these two young guys with him. And he treated them like crap. I mean, he was bossing them around. He just sat down in a chair and he bossed these guys. I mean, like, hey, pick that up. Put that over there. Plug that in there. Uh, hook that up to the outside. And he was like really gruffy with them, like bad attitude kind with them. Like he was acting like a boss, right? And so, <laughs> and you know, I mean, you know, I hired a producer, right? And I got to say, for the last, uh, oh man, I don't know how many years, like, like uh, I think Sam was with me about 15 years, Sam Jam Spencer. And um, out of the 18 years that, that I was doing the road show, I, I think 15 was with Sam. And um, so, Sam, you know, when you hire somebody to do a job, and, and this is this is small kind business, okay, small kind business. Uh, for you 30-year-olds, you younger guys, 23-year-olds, you guys that are planning to do stuff, okay. When you, when you hire somebody, see, what I do is I learn at a very early age that you hire experts, you know, as an entrepreneur, right? You hire experts. You don't, you don't micromanage. Okay, I micromanaged in the very beginning, right? Because I was uptight. I didn't want stuff to go wrong. And so, so you know, guys would tell me like, well, you know, I hired this guy for my website, right? And you guys can check him out. It's at juniorkekoevajunior.com. We still get the same website up. We don't advertise it, but it's there. You can go look. And so the guy said, well, what do you, what do you want? And I told him exactly what I want. I mean, when he asked me what I want, I had a plan. Okay. <laughs> wrong okay wrong bro i should not have given him a plan what i should have done was go okay you're the website guy give me one banging website right that's what i should have done but no <laughs> i had a plan i said okay i like i like this like this like this like that like that and he made them down the road maybe i don't know maybe it was six seven years i was having a discussion because we you know we built another company and what what we did was we morphed our production company into a digital company okay cuz you know we saw the future you know all of that and so we kind of changed uh the course of the production company and we changed the vision we changed the mission and uh it became Vmac consultants and we were business consultants and you know we did a lot of digital stuff online and all of that and so when we started to do that, I was having this conversation with this guy. And I said, well, you know, when we had our first website, uh, you know, the Junior Keiko Eva Junior Roadshow, it was jrkjr.com. And I said, it was state of the art at the time. And he goes, well, let me see your website. So I pulled it up and I showed him because it was the old website. And we had it. We just didn't, you know, advertise it. Right. So nobody saw it. Uh, they, 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 we, we changed it. We, we made a new site. And so anyway, so he took a look at the site and he goes, who, who, who did your website? And I looked at him and I go, why? And he goes, well, you know, and he didn't want to tell me, right? I go, okay, look, something's wrong with the website, right? He goes, well, you know, it could have been a little bit different. And he was being kind. He was being kind, right? He didn't want to tell me the thing looked like crap or whatever. And it, it didn't really look like crap. It was just, you know, um, it was just designed by me, right? And I gave him the, I gave him the plan. And so he goes, so I told him, I said, okay, you know what I did? I, I micromanaged. I gave him the, you know, he asked me what I wanted. And I told him exactly what I wanted. He goes, ah, no wonder, you know. And we started laughing about it. We had a good time. But this is the lesson. Don't micromanage. So what I did was, you know, when I hired Sam as a producer, you know, for my show, right? 
I let Sam do whatever he wanted. The only thing that I insisted upon was that he be on time. And, and you know, uh, I'm used to going early to, to like every place. And it's only because I had that kind of uh, parents, you know, where my parents was like, hey, you going someplace, go early. Go 10 to 15 minutes early, then that way, if anything goes wrong, you know. And I cannot tell you how many times, Hawaiians, how many times that, that saved my butt, right? Because sometimes I went someplace and, you know, we needed, we needed to, you know, go down Radio Shack, get one, you know, piece of equipment or one card or something. And we had enough time because I went early, you know, and, and I go to meetings early, right? And I'm sitting in the waiting room. 15 minutes early and all I tell the girl is you know I'm I'm early no problem I'll just wait here until the meeting time but I want it to be early because I didn't want to be late and you just be honest like that with people and they can handle that okay but this banana right that owned this small it was a small it was a oh, I want to say it's a medium-sized company and he was making good money and we we had no ambition to to create a big a wedding and party business company but this guy did and he was doing good and he got you know he was in with the clique he was in with the in crowd and he did what he had to do to you know get in and whatever and um so a lot of people hired him and he he got a lot of jobs and but but the guy was an a-hole you know and so when we saw him you know put up all his stuff on facebook for sale because, you know, he had to liquidate everything, you know. And, uh, wow, I, I thought it was hilarious. I even put up some, some laughing emojis on, on, the, on the marketplace. Because, wow, this guy was such an a-hole to his people. To, to the two boys, the two young boys. And they, they must have been, I want to say, 19, no, no more than 23 years old. And and these guys were taking orders from him, and he was sitting down like a I don't know, like a god. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I never ordered Sam around like ever. Like all I all I did was Sam. Can we can we be a little bit more early next time? That's it. That's all I had to do. You, you see, and and it, it wasn't about do this, do that, do that. I mean, you know, and and um, you know, one one day we had a meeting. Uh, Sam and I had a meeting. We, we used to have meetings and stuff for the, you know, for the business. And we had uh, meetings one day, and, and I told him, I said, you know, Sam, I, I see these guys, and they, they order their people around. And I said, I hope, I hope I'm not, uh, you know, I hope I'm not being demanding or anything like that because, you know, I try to just let you do your own thing. And he said, bro, if you was like that, we wouldn't even work for you. <laughs> so, you know, but but this guy, right, the guy that, that I saw going out of business, I had no sympathy. I had no, you know, I saw him going out of business. I was laughing. I was cracking up. I was like, good for him. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad he finally doesn't get to boss anybody around because that was really bad. What I saw him do to these kids was degrading. And and some people are like that. Some bosses are like that, you know, where they, they have to be bosses, okay? Um, what you do is you hire capable people, right? They know their job, and you duplicate. You don't delegate, okay? Here's the difference, right? For you 23-year-olds, okay, there's duplication and there's delegation. Delegation is when you tell somebody what to do. You know, you go, oh, uh, say, set up the sound system. Okay, that's delegating. Okay, now if you're duplicating, you go, okay, this is how we, we got to set up the sound system. And then you walk them through everything. 
you okay so we take this cord and we plug them in this speaker now this goes to the mixer and this goes like this then we're gonna put them on the stand then we're gonna place them like this gonna be faced at this angle and you walk them through the whole thing and the next time it's time to set up right they have the plan if they don't have the plan you get somebody else who can do the plan right but you duplicate and this was taught to me a long long time ago Right, and this was taught to me by my uncle. And my, my uncle said, "Look, you you gotta, you know, you gotta do them like this. You gotta duplicate, because if you don't duplicate, you're gonna end up with problems because the communication not gonna be exact, and they're not gonna do things exactly like you want them. And you know what? The road show was always exact. I mean, to the T, exact. The speakers were facing the right way. Everything was exact, and Sam did them every time." You know, and the only, you know, in fact, we didn't, we didn't even have to go over the plan. I mean, he was smart like that. I mean, he, he already knew he, he watched so many other sound systems and other guys and whatever. And he used to go talk story with the industry guys, you know, so, and they used to give him music. So we had, we had like all the top songs, the top dance songs, everything, you know, and they would, they would supply us because they like Sam. And so, you know, what I'm really getting at is if you just hire the best guys, that's it. Hire the best guys, pay them good, right? And they, they will take care of you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be a boss, right? So anyway, that's that's a little business kind of tips for the, for the younger guys, okay? Now, on the last podcast, we was talking about, uh, well, two podcasts ago, right? We was talking about desire. And then on the last podcast, I was talking about God. And God is real. And then I go and I go and I go and DM from this guy, right? Cause cause he listens to the you know, as soon as I put up this podcast, he is on it. He is on it like a haunted, right? As soon as I do him, boom, brother is on there and he's listening and everything. And so um he he shot me one one message in Facebook and he goes, Bro, mean the podcast. And I'm like, Oh, what what part did you like? And he goes, oh, the part where he's talking about God like on GPS and like how God is real, right? And he goes, bro, you should tell people like how the thing work, like exact, so they get them. And I, and I said, well, I, I thought I explained it, but here's how it works. Okay, now my teaching, right, my life coaching and everything is based on two things, psychology and physiology. That's it. Your mind and your body. That's it. Okay, there's, there's another element, right? Mind, body, spirit. Now, the spirit is your energy. Okay, your energy is what's in you. Okay, now, when people sing, right, what they're doing is they're bringing out their energy. And a lot of people get uptight about that because they're bringing out their inner self. They're expressing themselves, right? So when somebody comes to me and they, and they go, oh, unks, because, you know, the kids, they call me unks. I'm at that age now, right? You know, it's like... I, I'm on the last nine yards, right? So, they, so they're calling me unks, right? So they go, oh, ho, unk. And it always starts with ho, right? Like in the DMs on Instagram, always starts with ho, right? Ho, unks. <laughs> and then comma, right? And then and ho, unks. Um, you know, how, how you got to control your, your voice? And when people ask me that, right, what they're really asking me is ho, unks. How you control yourself? Because that's yourself. Now, I don't know if you guys ever thought of it that way. Okay? But when you're controlling your voice, you are controlling yourself. 
Now, here's the thing about human beings. They become what they practice. Okay. So a human being will become what they practice. So what I tell the girls, you know, some of the girls I, I trained are tough girls. You know, uh, this one girl was a was a police officer, you know, and she came in and, and she came in because I invited her because she was flying off the handle on Facebook and, and writing any kind like somebody did her wrong, you know, that kind. And I said, I said, you know, what? You, you need voice lessons. I said, come on in. And she came in. You know, and then we was doing the exercises and everything. And when we got to the song, and she sang the song. So I have people sing The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Because it talks about lo- learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. You know, part of the lyrics. And when she got to that part, brought tears. Tears came down, right? And she's standing there wearing her gun, her badge, her uniform, and tears coming down, right? And I said, I said, come, give me a hug. And I gave her one hug, right? And and at that moment, everything connected and made sense to her, you see? So a lot of the times, right, we, we don't think of our voice, you know, it's vibration, okay? But we don't think of our voice like that. We don't think of our voices as a powerful entity. We don't think of our voice as something that needs to be brought forth in a confident manner, right? And we don't think that. You know, we we just, you know, we think, oh, well, that's, you know, some guys can sing, some guys don't can sing, some guys, you know, whatever, whatever. But when I put it to my students like that, my voice students, right, and I do it to my life coaching students as well. So my voice students, I put them to them like that, right, and they catch on and they go, oh, unks, <laughs> right? They always start with, oh, I don't know, for some reason, right, local voice. So, oh, it, for you people in the mainland, uh, that's the way they talk down here, okay? We talk like that. Um, and, and sometimes I do that too. I'm like, ho, boo, right? And, you know, and that's just the way we do, okay? So if, you, if you're in Atlanta, Georgia right now, we have listeners in Georgia because I saw the stats on the United States. Georgia is one of the states. And uh, so we have people in Atlanta that listen to the podcast. So when you come to Hawaii, okay, um, here's, here's a tip, okay? When you come and visit, you don't have to be like us. You don't have to talk like us, okay? But when you hear that, okay, then at least you know that we're not calling you hoes, okay? But we, we preface that. We go, ho, bro, right? Ho, cuz, right? Okay, so that, that's just the way we talk. You guys don't know. We, we appreciate your culture when you come. And you, and you do you. You do you and your culture and, you, you know, but just know that, you know, we're not calling you hoes. Anyway, so, so this guy said, ho, unks. You know, he's talking to me about controlling his voice. And I said, well, what you're really doing is you're asking me how to control yourself. Now, human beings become what they practice, what, you know, what they practice. So some of my girls, my tough girls, right? And I got some tough girls. And these are, and some, some girls are young. I got this one girl right now. She plays volleyball and she's a tough girl. Her mom's a tough girl. Her mom was in the military. Her mom retired. She's, you know, retired military, but she's tough. And then her daughter is tough, right? And so I have to tell her, I have to tell her like, okay, so now we're going to, we're going to express, but we're going to do it gently. You bring your voice out gentle, bring it out gentle. So in the beginning, right, it's kind of awkward. Everything is awkward in the beginning. Everything. I don't care what you're doing. Riding one bike, you, you, you cooking eggs, whatever you're doing for the first time, it's awkward. Okay. So she's, you know, she's bringing her voice out. So I go, okay, gentle, gentle, gentle. And pretty soon, right, guess what? She begins expressing herself gently. 
Why? Because she practiced. You do it over and over and over. Now, this is repetition. The subconscious learns in repetition. And this is the same way I teach my life coaching uh, clients. Okay. Now, certain clients, you know, they, they come for certain things. Some come for self-development. Some of my clients come because they, they're, they're having relationship problems. Some of my clients come because they want to make more money. They want to learn how to manifest money. How do I manifest a career? How do I, you know, make myself better? All that stuff, right? But the, the human being learns in repetition. Their subconscious learns in repetition. That forms your paradigm. And your paradigm is your system of actions, right? Like, like the things that you do. So if you don't change your subconscious, right, you produce the same actions. If you produce the same actions, you get the same results, okay? And, and you know, that, that old uh, Einstein's thing about insanity, the definition of insanity, that's when you're doing the same actions over and over, expecting a different result or a better result or whatever, right? Yeah, that. Okay, so so what you gotta do is you you gotta program your subconscious and you do it through repetition. Now you can do it. You can do repetition in various ways. You can repeat a process over and over and over and over. Okay, they do that in the military. They make you repeat processes over and over and over. Okay, until until you get it right, and pretty soon you're good at it. Why? Well, because you did it two thousand times. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So. I mean, you can do it with a pen. <clears throat> you can do it with a pen and a piece of paper, a tablet, right? And you keep writing affirmations and you keep writing I ams. And you keep writing about you, right? I am generous. I am smart. I am. And what happens is your paradigm or your system of actions, okay, starts to align with what you're feeding your subconscious. Okay, so if you're, so, you know, let's say it's uh, I am smart, Pretty soon, maybe you start going to, I don't know, maybe you start going to a class. Maybe you start going to a library, checking out books. You know, maybe maybe you go online and download books. You download audio books. Maybe you're downloading, you know, books to load into your phone. Maybe you have a Kindle. You know, and if you have Kindle, right, I just could tell you guys, you can get my book for free if you have Kindle. Okay, side, side plug right now. Um, and I just, I thought of it because I, I do the podcast in real time. We just go, Hawaiians. We just jam. Okay. So you can get my book absolutely free if you have Kindle. Just download it. Okay. So it's called the universal law. Uh, I mean, the I'm sorry. The the um, the universal law of attraction and singing. There you go. So, uh, and, and you can just download it and you can read it. It's worth the read. It's um, it's something that will inspire you and, and start to change your life. Guarantee. Okay, uh, people buy the book every week. People buy the book all the time. Uh, Amazon, they they send payments to my to my bank. I go down to the bank. I go, whoa, like I, you know, and you know, you're not thinking, right? You're not thinking like this is just, you know, Hawaii, or you you kind of think small. You kind of think like my area, or whatever, right? But no, Hawaiians, this is the world. Okay, you put a book out there in the world. I mean, you never know where your customers are coming from. We got clients from Japan. We got clients from like all over the place that just buy books, you know, and that's all, that's all they do. But if you have Kindle, right, and we have tons of downloads on Kindle because people have, a lot of people have Kindle and they get my book for free. Anyway, you can do that. But how it works is you program your subconscious. Your subconscious produces different actions conducive to whatever you're writing, whatever you're programming your subconscious. That now your actions start to 
mirror or coincide, right, with what you're writing down. Now, if you're writing down, you know, I am a good engineer, I am a good uh, waiter, you know, I am a good whatever it is, right? If you're if you're writing down, I am a good waiter. Maybe maybe you're doing these little extra things that you're not even aware of on the side that start to incorporate into your actions of, of when you're at work that make you a better waiter. Okay, so these things happen because you're a human being. Okay, now you have mind, body, spirit. Okay, now the physiology, the, the way the physiology works is <clears throat> where the body goes, the mind follows and, and vice versa. Now, some of my students, and, and this goes for both my life coaching students and my voice students, okay? Um, a lot of my life coaching students, I correct their body language. And you'd be surprised what happens when you use the correct body language, you know? And, and then you, you'd be surprised what happens when, when you, you know, do the audit, when you start with the mind. And, and when you start with the mind, I got these little kids, right? And they, they start out and they, they don't know anything. They're just going with the program. They, they, uh, they look at it like, okay, this is singing, right? You know what? In about a month, right? These, well, maybe, maybe more about two months. In about two months, these kids start standing up straight. They start lifting their head. They start, their whole posture is different. Why? Because they're confident because they're they're gaining confidence, right? So when you look at what I really teach, I teach confidence. The voice to me is secondary. You know, the, the voice when, when we first started a school back in the day, you know, uh, 33 years ago, right? It was about singing in the beginning. And then it became about confidence. And then it became about, hey, you know what? This led to major changes in people's lives. And that's what the book is about. The book is about the changes that that came about in people's life as a result of the training. Now, we don't see this kind of development happening with other teachers. Okay? Now, we're not we're not judging other teachers. It's just that my teaching is a combination of things. Okay? So it's physiology and it's psychology. Okay? Now, when you incorporate the two and we're talking mind and body, the only thing that's left is spirit, mind, body, spirit. Or if you want to call it a soul, if you want to call it energy, whatever you want to call it, but it's in you. It's, it's what drives you. It's, it's what wakes up in the morning, right? Because this body right here, these hands right here, right? It's going to get old. One day, my hands are not going to work, right? Right now, I can play guitar. Praise the Lord. I can play guitar. I can play ukulele. I can lift the, the glass of water or whatever. One day I may have to be fed. I might be an old, old man one day, right? God forbid I cannot use my body parts, right? Because how I, I tell you right now, if certain parts don't work, I don't like live already. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that, bro, that's just, that's, just uh, that's for the boys. That's for the boys, right? Bro, I'm just saying, right? You know what, you know what I mean? And I, bro, I've been saying that for a long time. I'm like, hey, bro, you know, I, I, when, when certain parts give out, Paul, I'll go check out already. That's, you know, but, but yeah, yeah, that's, you know, it's a little comedy for you today. But, but anyway, but no, you know, one day my body won't work. My, my legs won't work. My hands, you know, it gets old, right? But the energy inside never changes. That energy will live on beyond my physical body. 
We're all spiritual beings having a physical existence. And people forget that. You know why? Because they get distracted. And you know what distracts them? All this bullcrap. The, the major, major media, all of that. All, all the music, all, all this stuff. You know, music videos, like all games, video games, like all this stuff distracts us into these extracurricular activities. Okay, so on the last podcast, we was talking about God is real, right? Okay, well, God is real. The part that I was talking about is inside you, okay? And that's what unifies every human being is the energy within us. And that's where God lives, okay? Now, Satan lives there too, Okay, Satan cohabitates in your body, okay, with God. Because you have a choice. You can do evil or you can do good, right? And, you know, a lot of these guys, right, they, they're one book. I call them one book learners, okay? Actually, I got the I got the term for somebody else, for this guy, Ken. And one book learners, right? Because these guys, they go into one book, right? And, and we don't want to single them out, okay? But they go into one book. That's all they read. That's all they know. That's all they want to know. And they stick with that one book. Some of them went through trauma. Some of them went through bad experiences, right? So they find that one book, and that book is the end-all answer for everything in their lives, okay? Well, I'm not a one-book learner. I'm a multi-book learner. I'm a multi-multi-book learner, right? So I, I just don't learn from one book. But here's what I'll tell you. I will tell you, as a life coach, I will put my life coach hat on, okay? And I will tell you that if you want to experience God, all you got to do is go to the zoo. Go to the zoo, Hawaiians. No, really, I'm I'm saying go to the zoo. You want to experience God, you go to the zoo. You look at all those different animals. You know, every time I need to be reminded, you know, is God real? You know, I go to the zoo, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't, I haven't had, I've been working a lot. I, I haven't had time to go to the zoo, but I, I lately, lately, okay, it's been, a, it's been a few years since I've been to the zoo, but every once in a while, I go to the zoo and I look at all these different birds. I look at all these different species, okay? I look at all these different animals, right? And I go, all right, who had that kind of creativity that they go make one bird look like that? You know, the bird with the long, you know, like the toucan, right? You get the long beak, right? And then you get birds with short beaks and pretty feathers. Then you get birds that are really ugly. <laughs> those ugly birds, you know, the mud ducks, right? And then and then you get you get zebras with these stripes. And, and you go, wait a minute, who designed all of this? You see what I'm saying? They're, they're only, it only could be God. You see, because because of all the different species. And then you look at all the different humans. Look at the Asians. You know, I look at, bro, I look at chicks, right? And I don't know, but I can I can find the beauty in just about any woman, right? I mean, really. I, you know, I got some, some I got to be honest. I got to be honest, cousins. Some chicks, I got to look at them for a long time. <laughs> you know, some chicks, I got to have a couple of drinks first, right? But I'm, no, I'm just saying. I, I can find the beauty in, in just about everybody. And you know what? When you can when you can do that and you can and I'm not talking about just women, I'm talking about the good side of people, the good side of a human being, right? And if you look for that good part of a human being, you'll find it. Right? Because you know, I spent I spent years working with some real bananas, right? Some of them guys was good and some of them guys was just real 
narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I work with a real narcissist. We're going to do a podcast on narcissism and, and I'll give you the rundown on it. But yeah, I had to work with some real narcissists, right? But that's what the entertainment business attracts. At one point, I was questioning myself. I was like, I was like, wow, wait a minute. Are you a narcissist? And I had to go do some research, you know? And and I and I go oh okay the difference is narcissists don't care <laughs> they don't they don't care right there's a lot of things I don't care about but I care about human beings and narcissists don't right they they don't they don't care about other human beings but but anyway but you know um, if you look for the good in somebody you'll always find it guarantee right and I look at these girls and they're Asian and, and I look at their eyes and I'm like whoa different right and I look at these Caucasian girls and I'm like whoa. Hey, some of them get red spots, right? You know, and, and red hair and some, you know, and so everybody, you know, has all these different characteristics. I'm like, only God could come up with this. Like, like who would, who else would be able to come up with all of this? You know, so that's just me. Always. I go to the zoo, but you know what? You can go to the beach and find God. You can go to the mountains and find God. You know, when I was young. I used to hang out in mountains a lot by myself. And I'm talking about 11, 12, 14 years old. Just just going down. We lived on, on a valley. And I used to go down the valley and I used to sit by myself. And I used to watch the birds. I used to watch the chickens. You know, sometimes chickens come by. You know, they look at you like, hey, what you doing in my, in my space? And, you know, and I used to just cruise it. I used to just cruise by myself. I used to go in this this canyon that we have back home. It's called the Waimea Canyon. And I used to go in this canyon. You can Google Waimea Canyon. It's the miniature Grand Canyon of the world. And and I used to go down into the canyon. So hike down into the canyon by myself. And lucky, I mean, you know, lucky nothing bad ever happened because they wouldn't find me. Because I would be down by myself. Nobody knew I was there, right? But I used to go down by myself. And my mom used to drop me off. And she used to drop me off, and I used to take my backpack, and and I said, "Mom, I'm going hiking, and and I'll be home. Don't worry about me." And my mom was really good about uh, not bothering me. You know the kind of parents that, that bother their kids all the time. You know, call their kids all the time. Well, back in the day, we didn't have cell phones, right? But that kind of parent, you know, checking up on the kids all the time. My mom did. My mom left me alone, and and that was such a blessing in my life. Hmm. I can't even tell you how much. And that led to my independence. And that made me independent. You know, that, that you know, just uh, enabled me to just do my own thing. You know, and that's what you should do, Hawaiians. Do your own thing. But if you really want to find God and really want to, you know, feel God, right? Go sit in the mountains. Go sit down the beach by yourself. And, and I mean, if you can find a space where nobody is, nowadays there's so many people, Right? people all over the place it's hard to be in the mountains without somebody walking by every once in a while right or or down at the beach without somebody walking by on the beach when when i was young nobody was at the beach we could go to a section of beach that nobody was and just sit and nobody would walk by nobody would be there right if you drop dead you know god forbid right nobody would find you for for maybe a few days right but, but it was, you know, I mean, that was where you could really get in touch with that, that energy within you that is God, that is of God. Okay, because God lives in here, right? God is in us. God is in everybody, 
right? And so is Satan, right? Because, you know, like I said, you can be the other side if you, if you want. But you don't need a church to go to, you know, a brethren is good, right? Fellowship is good, all of that. But if you just want to really feel God, go do that. Go off by yourself and get some me time. But go in the, you know, uh, take your shoes off, walk on the earth, because that's where you're going to get the vibrations, okay? Go, go walk on the beach, take your shoes off, walk on the beach, sit on the sand, sit on the ground in the mountains, you know, go, go for a walk in red dirt with your feet in the mountains. I mean, you know, a lot of people do that, right? And that's where you get in touch, you know, because God is real. And, and so when people ask me about the process, as a life coach, they ask me about the process. Okay, how do I manifest? Is this, is this some kind of thing where I got to do this, this, that, right? No, no, no. It's not magic, okay? It's the subconscious creating different actions to bring what you want into your life, okay? Now, the, you know, and, and this might include seeking the right people. This might include, okay, I want to be, I, I want to be a whatever, a plumber. And then maybe, maybe you go seek out plumbers or make friends with them. You know, and go, hey, how you guys, how you guys do that? How you guys do your job? And went, you know, where, where did you go to school for that? You know, whatever. But, but that's following your road. You know, and I mentioned, right, there's, there's a song called Follow Your Road. It's done by Seawin. It's on YouTube. Go listen to the song. Follow Your Road. You know, I had to follow my road. See, my road was, was a little bit, little bit different to, for me to stick to my road. Because my mom wanted me to be an attorney. So my mom, my mom went to this guy and, and um, he was a famous astrologer and he was, he was over here uh, on Oahu, uh, where, where I live now and I have lived for forever uh, since I was 17. But she came over here, right? And she went to this astrologer and this astrologer, and, you know, they take down the time you were born and where the sun was and the moon was over here in the in the 12th house and, and you know, all this kind of stuff, right? And when he did all my charts and everything, you know, he, he told my mom, he said, you know, this this uh, this guy would be on good uh, policeman or attorney, you know? And so my mom, right, because policeman was not, not, not policeman, you know, right? And uh, attorney. So my mom got fixated on this, this attorney thing, right? And, and um, without, without creating a long story about it or anything, I will tell you that I ended up, right, meeting the guy that my mom wanted me to be. Now, on a spiritual level, you guys got to understand synchronicity. You guys, you guys got to understand that everything works together in the world. So, so, you know, if, you know, like, for example, my mom wanted me to be an attorney. One day I met the attorney she wanted me to be like. And if I would have been an attorney, yeah, you know, I probably would have gotten in the clique. And, and yeah, you know, there probably would have been a job waiting for me or, you know, whatever. Um, I probably would have had my own practice. And, you know, uh, my mom was supportive like that, right? She's, she's supportive of what, of what she wants me to do, right? But I remember that day, you know, and we was, we was in the kitchen. And she was making hamburger. And when I told her that I wanted to be an entertainer, she dropped a spatula in a pan. And she was like, you, you what? And I said, no, my, yeah, I, you know, I, I like sing. I like, I like do that. I like, and she was, you know, cause this wasn't her plan, right? This was my plan. And I was stubborn enough to stick to my plan, but my plan panned out. See, I didn't get to be a famous singer. 
you know, but I got to experience it. You know, with all my things that I did, right, I didn't get to become a famous record producer, but I got to produce records. You know, so all these things that I was thinking of when I was a kid, I manifested. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, when, when I, when I started out, like I told you guys in the other podcast, there was a string of new cars, right? And then, and then only a couple of Mercedes so far. Right. And, and I don't know, you know, we're looking at a Maserati for the next one. Hey, we, we're just looking. You see what I'm saying? But the thing that you got to realize is that manifestation to God is like a grain of sand on the beach. It's very infinitesimal. It's very small. OK, it's very, very small. And, and it's not about material things. I mean, you could you could just want to be a better person. You could just want to take care of your kids better. You could just want to be a better husband. You could just want to be a better wife. You could just want to be a better mother. You know, it's not about it's not about stuff. You know, but in in my life, Hawaiians, sorry to say, but you know, there's a lot of stuff, and and there's a lot of people, and and um, you know, I have a small circle. My circle is very small. Because um, the guys that I worked with over the years and stuff like that, I mean, I wouldn't trust these guys with, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust these guys with my enemies, let alone myself. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, and some of these guys, and they, they there's some stuff that they did um, that they don't know that I know that they did to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, they, they thought, they thought, oh, that they, you, you know what it was is that, is that I played a dummy on the radio, right? And I played it so good that the guys that actually work with me actually thought I was on dummy. And I remember this guy coming to my office and he, and he was telling me, you know, oh, you know, you know what you should do if you really want this company to uh, get off the ground. You, you need to do this, 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 this. And he did give me a couple of good, in, you know, pieces of information. But the majority of what it gave me, right, I'm like, eh, whatever. You, you see what I'm saying? And and you know what, Hawaiians, okay? This is the thing you got to realize. Your path, your life path is your own, okay? Never mind what your neighbor says you should do. Never mind what, you know, in this case, what the guy thought, you know, he thought it was, he thought it was going to give me the holy grail, right? I was like, bro, all the stuff you're talking about, I already did them already, you know? And then, and then <laughs> he sunk his family's businesses, right? So, so I'm like, bro, all this, you know, but like I said, there was a couple of things he told me that was really good. There's a, you know, so I'm not saying the guy was full of crap. I'm just saying that, you know, if if you have to think like that of yourself to go and counsel somebody who's who's had like a, I don't know, twenty some odd years at a location, and you sunk your family's business in just a few years, you know. But but that's the statistics, okay? So the statistics say that within three years, okay. The average startup, the average business will fail. Okay, now in this case, one of the businesses was established that this guy had, right? But it was just it was just poor planning and bad management. That's that's it. Okay, and big boxes had a lot to do with that too, because they were in town, right? Big boxes affected a lot of local businesses. Okay. But but I'm just saying that that if you gotta if you gotta go around and brag and and, and act like you the man and then you know counsel people I only counsel people that pay me to be their consultant that's it and the last guys that did that they was doing really good they made a lot of money 
And as soon as we got all the eyes on them and all the attention on them, they jacked up the price and boom, they they got right back where they started. I mean, you know, so I'm I'm just saying it's and it's nothing, you know, it's nothing personal. It's business. That's all it is. It's business. You know, and I actually like working with this guy that came over to counsel me on business. <laughs> you know, I actually like working with the guy. It was good fun. I had a lot of fun. I, I actually miss working with him, you know. Um until until he ran down one of my students on social media and that, that's where I drew the line and I kicked him off all my social media and I'm like I'm not gonna have anything to do with him. Uh and, and this girl that, that he ran down just happened to be family to my boys. And um and so she's family. You know, she's she's family, she's part of the she's, she's part of the Ohana uh, that, that I belong to and that I support. And so uh I have I have my uh my loyalties lie in, in certain areas like everybody else. They will, if it was your family, you would do the same thing, Hawaiian, see? But I'm just saying that, you know, before you, uh, before you listen to your neighbor, before you listen to your dad, before you listen to your mom, before you listen to your cousins, before you listen to the guy at work who's never done anything like you're doing, right? He never did it. But he giving you advice at the water cooler, right? You guys standing at the water cooler. He's like, boy, you know what you should do, bro? You should do this, you know, you should do that, you know, you, you should do that. You get you get all this stuff like bro, you should be doing this. Bro, you, you get this name and, and, and you bro, everybody knows you and you should be doing this, right? Bro, the hell with it. Let it go, Hawaiians. Stick to what your heart says. Because what your heart says will manifest because God is real. Okay, and you don't need a Bible for that. You don't need a Quran for that. You don't need a Bhagavad Gita for that. You don't need a sacred book. Okay, you don't need a temple. You don't need to sit down and um, you don't need to do all of that. You need to follow your intuition, and that's God's voice inside of you. You need to follow that. Now, you need to follow it in good conscience. You, you can't be screwing people over and expect to succeed. Although some people do it. <laughs> some people do it. But you know what the problem with that is? Okay, so I got to put my life coach hat on again, right? And I got to tell you that what happens with them is temporary success. Okay, so they're banging for a little while. They're banging, they're banging, they're banging. People looking at them like, whoa, wow, look at that, right? I can think of a legal case that just happened, but I'm not going to mention names because the husband was good to me. He was a nice guy to me, right? Okay, but but I'm just saying, right? And, oh, they're banging, 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 and people are like, whoa, look at that power couple. Well, everything was good till they went caught, see? And then everything fell apart at the seams. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? But they had a good run. Right? They all go in prison, but they had a good run. You see what I'm saying? But but that's what happens when, when you do that. That's what happens when you do stuff against people. That's what happens when you do stuff that's negative, when you do stuff that's wrong, when you do stuff that's bad, when you do stuff that's evil, all of the above. Negative, negative, negative. You know, all of that is rooted in negativity. And negativity, all of that is rooted in fear. Right? Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? No more enough, right? No more. Well, there's not gonna be enough money. We gotta, we gotta cheat. We gotta do this. We gotta do. It. We gotta grab all the money. Greed, right? Greed is is out of fear. If you're being greedy, right? Like you're grabbing all this stuff and then you're getting all that stuff. What are you really saying? You're saying that there's lack. You're saying that there's no more enough. 
Well, you know what? The planet makes oxygen. The planet makes trees. The planet makes oil. The planet makes everything. The planet itself is renewable. Okay. So when you hear these guys talking about, well, we have to, we have to change the regulations because we're ruining the planet. Yeah, some companies may be doing stuff that's detrimental, that's not good to the planet. That's true. But if the planet wanted to, Hawaiians, the planet could flick us off in an earthquake, a massive earthquake, and everything could just go down. You see what I'm saying? So, so you gotta, you gotta have the right attitude when you go about something. You gotta go at something with a good heart. You gotta go at something with good intentions. You know, whenever we have a client, you know, we, we put everything we have into that. You know, when I teach someone, I put everything I have into that. When I, when I life coach somebody, I put everything I have into that. And I follow up and I follow through. You know, follow through is the most important thing. Following up and following through is so important. It tells people, number one, that you care. Okay. Number two, it tells people you're for real and that you're really sincerely invested in, in this, in this venture. You know, and if, if you're a life coach, then, then that means that you're invested in this person that paid money, right? To sit down with you and, and learn something. Okay. Cause you're teaching. You know, and, and this is what people need to be aware of. And you need to be conscious of this stuff. Some people, they, they just don't think, you know, and then afterwards, right? After the fact, they're like, oh, geez, oh, yeah, you know, no, bro, I never think of that. No, sorry, yeah. You see, sorry is not necessary when you're mindful. Sorry is not necessary when you remind yourself what you really ought to be doing, that you ought to be caring about what you're doing, that, you, that you're putting thought into what you're doing. You know, I had a horse for 11 years. I had the best horse trainer for 11 years. And you know what? I learned more from that guy. I learned more from that guy than I learned from a lot of people. I think except my uncle, right? Except a couple of my uncles, right? Um, One real uncle and one uncle that was just, you know, family friend uncle, just, you know, respect kind uncle. But, But this horse trainer... Right. He I mean, he taught me stuff and, and basically he taught me to be thoughtful, you know, and, and it all started with with a hey, don't make the horse any kind. Just be gentle with the horse. Right. So so I had to be real gentle with the horse. Horses can feel your vibration. They know if you're scared, they know by the way you sit on them, by the way that they and they can feel your vibration and they know. Right. And they know by the way you handle they, they know by the way you handle them. They know by the way you touch them. They know by the way you just apply a little pressure with your leg, all that stuff. Right. They know. And so, so, the, you know, my first my first lesson was like, hey, you got to be more thoughtful when you ride. And, and that was the theme, like for a long time, for a couple of years into my riding. Thoughtful. Be thoughtful. You know, because that, that's that's the horse you love right under you. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I love this horse, right? And just so happened, God gave me the best horse, you know. And, and well, the best horse for me. And, and it was like riding a Ferrari. She was a hot horse, and I had to learn how to ride them. A lot of people looked at me like, bro, this guy is crazy with this horse. <laughs> we, would, we would leave this one out in a pasture. We wouldn't try to ride this one. You, you know what I mean? But I was riding that one, and I trained on that one. 
and and I actually won a couple of stuff on that one, right? Uh, the sorting competition, second place with a team. You know, I was very lucky to be on a team. And and the other one was by myself, but that, you know, that's not a podcast, Owens. It's second place. <laughs> you see what I mean? And there was only two entries. It was, was me and a nine-year-old girl. Okay. All right, Owens. No, but I tell you guys. I tell you guys. And, and you no, know, they, they got me for sign-up, right? I went sign-up. And I'm like, and they go, oh, uh, you just got to do your best because you're already going to get second place. I'm like, why? They go, only get one more person. And, and you know, I was like, ah, oh, man, I wanted to. I wanted to see how I could do, right? So I, wa- I wanted there to be a lot of competition, but no, me and one nine, and that girl could ride. But that nine-year-old girl could ride. And here comes uncle, right? <laughs> He's awesome. We was doing Western dressage, bro. We was doing Western dressage. It was so funny. But, you know, I have a sense of humor. Always. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you when I did... When I screwed up, I'm going to tell you when I got in embarrassing situations. I'm going to tell you when I came in second to a little girl. But, you know, nothing wrong with that, Hawaiians. And that's another thing. You got to learn to laugh at yourself. You got to learn to have a sense of humor about yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously because nobody else is. Nobody else is. That's a life coaching hat right there. Okay? That's life coaching right there. Okay? But, you know, back to the original you know, basis of what we were talking about. It's it's not some kind of magic. This this law of attraction thing is not magic. Okay? It's physiology and psychology. Okay? It's you training your subconscious, right? That forms your actions and those actions produce different results. You know, and my uncle always told me when I was a young kid, right? You know, me and my mother used to scrap all the time, right? Because, you know, I was I was thirteen, you know, you know how that goes with the independence and teenage thing right and he he used to always tell me when you change your mother's gonna change and i could never for the life of me figure out how to change right until i got older right and and by the time i was hitting 30 i was tired of the turbulence already i was tired of the dramas already you know and and so i started to apply you know myself to to personal development i've been doing this for years i i've been doing a lot of it i still i still go through videos and seminars and all kinds of stuff all the time because it's not something that you can just put on the back shelf and go okay I, i've learned it all i'm done no 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 you gotta keep on it and you gotta keep going otherwise you know what's gonna happen you're just gonna go back to the same old paradigm and it's gonna give you the same results and guess what you're going to live the same life every day until it's time, right? When these hands don't work no more. When these feet don't work no more. When your legs don't work no more. When you're too old and you're on your deathbed. And from what I hear, I don't know because I haven't been on my deathbed yet. Hawaiians, thank God. Praise the Lord. But I will tell you one thing. What I do hear is that you don't want to be an old, old man or an old, old lady with regret on your deathbed going, you know, I should have done this. I should have gone to Tahiti that time. I should have given her flowers that, that time for Mother's Day. I should have, I should, you see what I mean, Hoynes, right? Because, Bob, you know, any, anybody can talk, but you got to do the action. You got you to gotta take the step. You got to go, you know, whatever you do, go on the web, go look for the videos, go go seek people out, go seek out the teachers, go take the courses, you know, go to the university websites like I did and go look at the university professors and go study their, their lectures and go, go take the class, go, go do whatever you got to do. 
but you gotta take positive action and when you take that action just know it's gonna last you a lifetime because you can never learn it all and when you stop right then you're not in that frame of mind no more and guess what happens yep you go back to the same old you and trust me Hawaiians that's not worth it because the last whoa sorry Hawaiians I gotta go the last thing you like you do Hawaiians is go back to that old you oh man that's why you wanted to change in the first place. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's a law of attraction. Okay, that's the scoops. Hey, we'd like to uh, we thank our sponsors. Island Club is Bob. Brother Randy and Sister Jerry. Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies. And AFMHawaiiMusic.com. The home of Darren Chinin. That's right. Uh, he was the last album that we produced. And uh, right before COVID, we break out. And so you can find him on iTunes. You can find him on Amazon. He's all over the place. Darren Chinin, D-A-R-R-I-N. Chinin is spelled C-H-I-N-E-N. Check him out. I'm Jeannie Kegoeva, Jeannie. Till next time, mahalo and aloha.